Hello everyone, DJ here. Let's talk about a skill that everyone in the Coast Guard Reserve should have. In addition to being able to read your leave and earning statement, or LES for short, everyone should be able to understand their retirement point statement as well. Don't worry, this will not be a very in-depth episode, it's just going to be the basics. But why, DJ, you may ask? I'm just going to be in the Coast Guard Reserve for a few years, and then I'm getting out. Well, this statement tells you more than just what you'll make if you stick around for 20 years and earn a monthly pension. It also tells you if you are eligible for other service-based benefits as well. There will be a separate episode about those types of benefits later on. For now, let's focus on the retirement and pension side of things. Let me say from the outset that this episode will be much easier to understand if you have your own point statement with you, as in in front of you, while I'm talking about it. If you do not have one, please ask your full-time staff at your unit for a copy, or you should be able to pull a copy of the statement yourself, either from your electronic personnel record or from the direct access website. Uh, As soon as I am able, I will post instructions on how to do this in the resources section of this episode. You will need a common access card or CAC to access the direct access site, by the way. Anyway, let's move on. The point statement for the Coast Guard Reserve is called a reserve point statement. Pretty simple. This is perhaps one of the simpler uh, point statements of the reserve components. It displays your retirement points from top to bottom uh, from the previously completed retirement year down to the earliest. If you're familiar with the old show Dragnet, it is just the facts, ma'am. And that's what we're after in this game after all, just the facts. I will put a link in this episode uh, to a handy how to read guide that I think will be useful to you. I will be using this guide as my read-along as I go through this episode. And if you put it side-by-side with your point statement, I think it will help with comprehending what I mean. There will also be a link to a sample point statement if you don't have one yourself. So hopefully you can put those together and gain a better understanding of how to read this important document. All right, so the top section of your point statement shows your employee identification number, social security number, current rank, permanent unit code, and reporting unit code. That's simple enough. Even if you don't know what all those codes mean, you get the gist of it. To the right of that is your date of birth, pay entry base date, anniversary date, or retirement year end date, as I've called it in other episodes, and your date that your 20-year letter was generated. Below those two blocks of data is another section showing your name and your home address. The next section, which is below all that stuff I just described, is a summary of all the points you earned by type in all years of creditable service. This is a good quick reference for you. Now we move into the meat of this lesson. 
Below the summary line and separated by a line of asterisks, we see your service history. This is a very busy but informative section which summarizes every year of your service. The last entry should be the time at which you first joined the military in any status. Entries in these columns are usually but will not necessarily always be one-year increments. Whether or not you, they are full years will depend on whether or not you had a break in service. These summary lines are separated into blocks with the branch in which you served at the head of each block. Across the top of these sections of, of these blocks, we have the following uh, header information. And I'll just read them as they are. Coresp courses, drill duty, membership, sub-tote, ADJ, ADJ tote, funeral duty, ACDU slash ADT, and total. So for those who are just listening and don't have a copy of your stuff in front of you, Subtote would be subtotal and ADJ, ADJ tote would be adjusted total. ACDU slash ADT would be active duty slash active duty for training. So let's go into each of these. The CORESP course column shows the number of points you earned from the completion of military distance learning courses. Divided by three since you earned one point for every three hours of correspondence learning. After that, we have the drill duty column, which shows the number of drill or inactive duty points you have earned for that period of service. The membership column shows how many membership points you earned for this period. And you can earn up to 15 membership points. In fact, you can earn 15 membership points for each full year in a reserve component. Next are the subtotal and adjusted total columns. Subtotal is just the total of those first three columns I mentioned. Adjusted total is just that. It's an adjusted total. But why is it adjusted, you might ask. Well, let's think of a couple of dates. If you're driving or just listening, try to picture this in your head. And if you have access to my website or the uh, some of the other resources, you'll be able to see what I have in writing. So from 1946 to 23 September 1996, think of the number 60. The 24 September 96 to 30 October 2000, think 75. The 31 October 2000 to 29 October 2007, think 90. And for 30 October 2007 to present, think 130. So, if we did a little experiment and add and looked at the total uh, points column, the subtotal column, and that subtotal was greater than the limit shown for that particular time frame, then your points would be adjusted down to whatever that limit happened to be, the adjusted total. And you might have noticed 
that in the past I've mentioned one other type of inactive duty training point, the funeral honors detail points. Funeral honors points are technically another type of inactive duty point, but they are not subject to this limit I mentioned. In other words, they're treated like active duty points. This is to encourage people to participate in funeral honors details, and we know there's a lot of work out there in that arena. Let's move on. The next columns are ACDU slash ADT. This displays the number of active duty points, such as your annual training or mobilizations, that you have earned for pay or without pay, respectively. This, the only limit to ADT or ACDU points is the number of days in a year. Now let's go all the way to that total column. Here you will see the total number of points you have earned from each category, <clears throat> excuse me, for each category of point. Inactive duty training, correspondence, etc. Keep in mind that the year in which you are currently serving will not close out until your retirement year is completed or until you separate from service, whichever comes first. Also keep in mind that a retirement year is not a fiscal year or a calendar year. Next is the SAT year column. If the time period is a full year and you ha have at least 50 points for that year, then you should see a Y in that column. If you have a full year and less than 50 points, you will see an N. This means that particular year will not count for retirement purposes, and you will need to serve another year to make up for that bad year. If you have service which qualifies for reduced retirement age, you will need to do some record keeping in order to claim that eligibility later on. Unlike the Army National Guard, uh, your point statement does not reflect eligibility for reduced retirement age and does not break your qualifying active duty into separate entries for easy accounting. So you will need to keep uh, copies of your active duty orders, all amendments to those orders, your release from active duty order, if you have one, and your DD Form 214 from all qualifying periods in order to prove your eligibility to get your retired pay early. A retirement services officer from any reserve component should be able to assist you in determining which periods are eligible for this reduction and when you are ultimately eligible for retired pay. If you do not have qualifying periods, then your retired pay eligibility date will be your 60th birthday. Hopefully that was easy to understand. If not, please comment below and let me know what was confusing. I will be glad to answer any questions that you may have. As always, thank you for being a part of this audience and thank you for your service.